Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Call Strong Builds, the most comfortable call you'll ever make. No, no, I have the class. There's all, it's always there. Garrett Lewis with you. Happy Monday. KNST, it's, it's, it's uh, fake news. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Man, there are three things I think you need to know. Very quickly brought to you by Strongville Plumbing, Air and Solar. One, Carrie Lake files a 70-page lawsuit. I read it last night. I've been going over the past hour. It, it's huge. Uh, whistleblowers signing their names to this, whether it's signature verification whistleblowers saying this is a garbage job. Uh, you, you have Runbeck employees that witnessed no chain of custody for over 300,000 ballots. I mean, this is this is huge. And I'm just scratching the surface. Second thing I think you need to know, we'll talk to him in a second. Abe Hamaday files a lawsuit. Um, and, and, you know, we'll get the details of exactly what he is looking for. The RNC is involved as well. But there's just so, this, this whole election is ripe with fraud. Third thing I think you need to know, Twitter. Uh, Yoel Roth used to be one of the top dogs at Twitter. Uh, guess what? Twitter Files Part 4 came out. Um, and, and he was bragging about meeting with the FBI. Wait, what? FBI getting in there to tell them who to censor, what to censor, when to censor, and all that stuff. These same people never let on to this. And also will tell you that the election was safe and secure. Huh? Three things I think you need to know. So, uh, let's get on with it. Uh, attorney general candidate, the rundown, the, the, the recount, 511 votes. Are you kidding me? Abe Hamadi, who should have won this by by eight points and probably did. Abe Hamadi joins me now. Abe, how you doing this morning, man? Good morning, Garrett. I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm all right. So, all right. What what's going on with your lawsuit? We, we filed it, I believe, on Friday. Uh, and and um, what what are you looking to come of this? Well, remember, we filed it originally back on November 22nd, and you know everybody was wondering why we filed it early. And the reason why we did that is so that. Oftentimes what happens is that the courts say, oh, you're too late to file it. You know, so the reason why we did that is so we can defeat that argument. So on November 22nd, you know, we knew it was probably going to get dismissed because of, it was too early. So that's what eventually happened. But now that we filed it on Friday um, after, the, uh, after the canvas, you know, now this is a, it's a serious lawsuit. I mean, this is the closest statewide race in Arizona history. It's so crucial, and given all the problems that we witnessed on Election Day in Maricopa County in particular, you know, this is, uh, it's anybody's game but 511 votes, Um, and I think for our lawsuit, it's pretty narrowly tailored, Garrett, because, you know, there is a lot of instances of what happened, so we're alleging that there's 270 people who checked in in Maricopa County at the voting locations, 
but they didn't vote there because they didn't want to drop off their ballot in box three. So they went to their car, for instance, and they grabbed their mail-in ballot and dropped it off. And the county did not count those ballots because the records show that they already checked in. So to the county's knowledge, they think that they already had voted. They don't want want to count a double vote. And we're saying, no, 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 they... These people were our voters, and they didn't trust Box 3, so they wanted to go drop off their mail-in ballot. So, you know, there's a, there's a likelihood that we're going to get that, those votes you know, come get counted. If that's the case, that would reduce the lead from 511 to, you know, say in the 300s. But, I mean, this is, it, it, it's such a close race that we're basically fighting for ballots. We're going to be looking at, you know, similar to Kerry with the signature verification, that's always a big deal, too. But, you know, there, there's a lot of unknowns that happen. 0.02%, again, closest race in Arizona history. You bet I'm going to be fighting this to the very end because, you know, God help us if we get all Democrats up there. Yeah, that'd be a big problem. Uh, I mean, Abe, I remember it was about two months ago, the Arizona Senate, uh, they had a presentation, some audit company. Um, I believe it was in my, it could have been the W, it could have been the We the People of Arizona Alliance. I'm not sure. But they looked at about 104,000, uh, 104,000 Maricopa County ballots from the 2020 election that were mail in ballots. Just 104,000 out of the 2.1 million or whatever it was that they had. And out of that, over 20,000, so well over, so about 20%, the signatures, did not match the, the signature on the ballot did not match the voter registration card. They should have been tossed yet. They were, they were accepted. That was just 20,000 out of just over a hundred thousand. This whole signature verification thing is an absolute joke, isn't it? I mean, it is no way to, to verify these things. They look, they approve all kinds of stuff. <laughs> right. And the, the, the left argument, they're going to make an argument that you don't just have to look at the, the voter registration file for it. You know, that's what they're arguing, that you can use other documentation. But, no, I mean, to, to trust a computer system with this, which has no backing in reality, it, it, it's silly, and it really calls into question, you know, all these mail-in ballots. And, you know, for the reason why we're looking at every single vote, I mean, if you look at the college vote, the college-age vote has increased exponentially in the last few years. From 2014 to 2018, the college vote doubled. From 2018 to 2022, it may have doubled again. I mean, it's just uh, the Democrats know how to play the game. And that's the problem, honestly. Republicans, you know, it's, we're almost too principled. We, we, we want to do, you know, get rid of mail-in ballots, so we're not going to do mail-in ballots. But ultimately, we have to win an election. And this is what the Democrats do. They're, they're smart at this stuff, but... You know, here I am. I'm going to fight this lawsuit because 511 votes, Garrett, and with all the problems that we witnessed in Maricopa County, are you telling me that, you know, five people at each voting center in Maricopa County that had issues didn't leave the lines because of what happened? No, I, I think there's a lot of reason to suggest that there's a disenfranchisement, and that's what we're going to argue is to allow the votes, the voters who are disenfranchised, the opportunity to vote again. And I think there would be at least a couple hundred there. But you know, we filed our lawsuit in Mojave County, which is uh, you know, with an election contest, a statewide election contest. So we filed in Mojave County because, quite frankly, Garrett, Maricopa County, you know, a lot of them are weak 
up there. And I don't think that they're going to give this a fair shake because, you know, they have to deal with the board of supervisors. They interact in that legal bubble of the community. And, you know, I think what happens with Mojave County is that in all these other counties, you know, Arizona shouldn't have to suffer due to the incompetence of Maricopa County. And this is an opportunity for the other counties to tell Maricopa County, we are a co-equal county and your running of elections is a national embarrassment. And this is the opportunity that we're going to have to, to put them in their place. So, you know, we'll see what ultimately comes about it, but you know, that that's, we have our first court hearing on Friday and um, you know, this may take a while. This, I, I want your listeners to know this may drag out. I mean, some of your listeners may remember back in 2008 in the Minnesota U.S. Senate race, there was Al Franken at the time versus Norm Coleman. Norm Coleman, he was Republican. He was up about uh, 300 ballots or so going into a recount. And at the end of it, after end of the litigation, all the lawsuits, it took all the way till June. And then Norm Coleman came out on top of it. And, you know, it's because there's like, with, it's such a statistical margin, you know, of any error that could, that could change the outcome of this race. And, well, yeah. you know, we're looking at undervotes. We're looking at overvotes. Those who, you know, circled my opponent plus the writing uh, option. And, you know, those need to be tossed out. So we're doing everything possible to make sure that we don't leave any stone unturned at the end of this. So that's what I was going to ask. Abe Hamadies on KNST is that you're, you're hoping when every single vote is scrutinized, I'm assuming that's what happens here. Every, and I heard you guys have all the volunteers that are needed. I mean, there was like an overflow of people that wanted to get involved, which is awesome. But you're going to look at every single ballot to try to find the difference to toss out ones that should not have been counted, to count ones that were not counted. That, that kind of that, That's what goes on here, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to be quite frank, if any of your listeners did encounter a problem, even in Pima County or any other county, you know, all of that matters, too. It's not just Maricopa. So you know, I'd encourage your listeners to go to the to the website, azag.gov slash complaints slash election, and they can fill out their, you know, complaint up there and their, you know, the, the, the attorney general is uh, collecting all this information, um, and all that does come, you know, and it's, it's able to help us out, too, because we can do public records requests that way. But I do encourage people to to share their story, whether it's Maricopa or any other county, because at this rate, I mean, if there is a problem in Pima County, you know, that could affect the outcome of our race entirely. So, now, this is it's the closest race in Arizona history. You know, you bet we're going to fight this through. The media just wants us to move on, right? Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're so silly because if this was the other the other way around, you know, they'd be screaming voter disenfranchisement and everything. And you know, yeah. I, I always give this analogy. Can you imagine, Garrett, for one moment if the county screwed up their mail-in ballots? Say that the county didn't mail out ballots 27 days prior to an election. Say they, they mailed it out 22 days prior to an election. So they lost five days. Do you think the media would tolerate that and say, well, you, they had 22 days to mail in ballot, or they could have voted earlier, they could vote on election day? No. The media and everybody would say what happened was a violation of their rights, 
and that there needs to be a remedy for it. And that's what we're asking for. We're asking for that. I mean, it's so silly, by the way, that the judge in Maricopa County on Election Day, a lot of this could have been remedied. You know, given all of the issues that Maricopa County faced, all the judge had to do was extend the voting hours like the candidates and the RNC asked to do. They could have extended the voting hours by one hour, by two hours, or by three hours. And, you know, lo and behold, in Apache County, you know, the most Democrat county in Arizona, they, there's one voting location that didn't open up properly. And what did they do? They extended the voting hours by one hour. And in Maricopa County, the hubris of these people, you know, the county opposed extending the voting hours. They said, oh, well, people we need to go back to their families and all that stuff. But imagine if they extended it by a few hours. A lot of the issues could have been remedied because they extended the voting hours. They'll say, well, okay, well, we tried our best to 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 right this wrong, but they didn't. And I think that's the biggest shame. And Mark Kelly? Uh, and his people uh, opposed it as well, even though Democrats always claim they want to do everything they can to make it so easy for people to vote. Uh, that was a big problem. So so just so we get it. So you're looking for this lawsuit just because I get to go to law school. Um, this lawsuit, you're going to go with this. And the main point is to make sure that those disenfranchised voters that were in line and uh, they didn't want to drop their ballot in, in the door three, but they were checked in. So they went back to their car, got their mail in and dropped that off. And Arizona law says if you're checked in. And you try to vote a second. If there's a second vote, none, nothing's going to be counted. Nothing's going to be opened. Your vote is just basically gone. Um, that's the point of this. Is or is there anything else besides that as well? Yeah, that's one aspect okay. because the county has given us 270. They say that the number is 270 uh, names that that attempted that. The other aspect are people who were waiting in line but did not check in because they weren't able to get to the point to check in. You know, and there, so we don't know how many people there were there. I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be a few hundred, and as long as we get the affidavits, I mean, there is poll observers in Maricopa County at voting centers that, you know, they have to go all the way to the end of the line at 7 p.m. and say, okay, nobody else can come in line. They said that when they went all the way to the end, at one location, somebody said there is 650 people in line, but ultimately only 150 voted. What? So all those people just left because they couldn't wait three hours. Um, and then there's also people who attempted to come to vote right at 7 p.m., but then the poll observers would not allow them to vote because, you know, it was 7.01, 7.02. And the reason why is because the entire parking lot of these voting centers were packed. So they had to go park across the street in residential areas or whatever. So the voting centers were not equipped for the amount of congestion of people um, at these hours. and you know, it's a big problem, and I, this this was voter disenfranchisement. And I think anybody who's honest with themselves, not a partisan hack, can, can see that. And so we're calling for, you know, the judges to allow these people to have their voices and their votes heard. Yes, it's unusual to have people vote, you know, a month or so after an election, but what other remedy is there? And honestly, Garrett, if Maricopa County is allowed to get away with this, I really fear that Republicans, at least one to three percent of Republicans, may never vote again because they think that this whole system is just corrupt and crooked. Yeah, there's there's only you know that's why I'm saying the the courts right now. I think ultimately, 
you know, they, th- there's a lot on the line for them. And I think they have to understand that Maricopa County, if there's no consequences for their incompetence, what remedy is there, Gary? And, that, and that's the thing that stinks here, Abe. It, it's like they just, they, they cheat and they get away with it because they know there's maybe nothing that can be done. I mean, what you tell me, I, I don't know, is there anything, any statute on the books that can allow for this? Or could a judge sit back and go, yeah, you know, you make a great case for a lot of problems and a lot of people not able to vote, but there's nothing that says if this happens, we do X. So sorry. Right. Like, is that, is that possible? I, mean, I would hate that. That, that, is, that is possible. That is very possible. And that's why I've been saying laws exist in order to seek justice. And I think too often people will look at the laws and say, well, there's nothing we can do, but they forget what's the ultimate purpose of the law. The law is there to, to, to remedy and to right a wrong. And that's what the purpose is. And I think if a courageous judge is able to look at this objectively and have the facts and say what Maricopa County did at 6 a.m. immediately when votes, when voting locations were open, it was mired with problems at 6 a.m. Even the own county, Bill Gates, Stephen Richard, they went, they did a press conference at 8 a.m. to address all of these issues. And they still had the gall to oppose extending voting hours. It's absolutely shocking. So I do think that this is a little bit of uncharted territory. Election laws, a lot of it is going to be, you know, there's, there's no real avenue because a lot of times you don't expect this to happen. And this is where I think, you know, in Mojave County and the Arizona Supreme Court, I think they're going to be bold. And I think this is their opportunity to tell Maricopa County and the entire state that there are going to be consequences to an election that was mired with so much incompetence. And these are the results, and it's going to allow voters who are disenfranchised, where you know we have affidavits of them, to be able to cast their vote. And I, I do think that there's a possibility that happens. I, I just have a hard time believing that judges ultimately – you know, who are, you know, the guardians of justice can just sit back and allow five boards of supervisors right now to dictate to them that if they mess up an election, that there are zero consequences for that. What kind of precedent does that set in the future? Oh, it's awful. It's awful. So, so you're looking not to do an entire county revote. You're just looking for the people that were wronged. And I guess they'd have to come forward and say, yeah, I didn't get a chance to vote. And I guess they could check that by seeing they didn't get a chance to vote um, and have them vote again. So not a whole revote, but people that couldn't vote because uh, of the Maricopa County screw ups. You want, that's what you want them to be able to vote again or yes, for the first time. That's, I should say. That's, that's right. So we want those 270 ballots to count. We want the ones who are disenfranchised to be able to vote. And uh, you know, it's, it, and we want the illegal votes that were casted for my opponent to be tossed out as well. And so that, that's the ultimate, you know, that goes to the heart of our case. And talk you know, about that. Gonna, talk about that real be, quick, if you don't mind, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the, we need the illegal votes. What are the illegal votes? Well, every, every, this is the, the, the media and the, the Democrats, they don't want to act like election fraud exists. Mm-hmm. It exists. And it's existed basically since, democracy has existed okay and if you look at the norm coleman al franken race you know ultimately al franken quote unquote won that race by 300 votes 
But lo and behold, one year after that recount and one year after the litigation effort, you know, they discovered that 360 felons voted in that race. And felons obviously can't vote in an election. And that probably changed the outcome in that race. So my team and the RNC, we're looking at every single data point we're going through. And it's, it's taking time. And, you know, time is not on our side. But I'm doing everything possible that we're looking at every avenue and leaving no stone unturned to toss out illegal votes. Those who say perhaps felons that should not have voted and say perhaps uh, people who are double voting, that they voted here in another state, right, or that they have other um, registration issues. So that's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at every single vote, and we want to count every legal vote, Garrett. And Maricopa County alone has said they have 1,900 ballots that are uncounted due to registration issues. What that means, we don't know. we got to get more information from the county. But typically, registration issues might lead to say that maybe they register to vote after the deadline. Okay, So maybe that, that those won't count. But we just don't know. So there's 1,900 ballots that were not counted due to registration issues. There's another 1,800 ballots that were not counted due to signature issues. So you know there are still uncounted ballots in Maricopa County and other counties as well. And, you know, it's going to be a, a litigation effort to see what we can have count and what we could toss out. Man, and and Harmeet Dillon put on Twitter that I guess her and her partner have, have taken up your case. Is that true? That's right. Her, um, yeah, Harmeet Dillon's law firm and uh, our main attorney is uh, Dave Warrington and Tim Lasota here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of attorneys on this case right now, but yes, that that is right, Garrett. And and I mean, here's another big thing, really quick. And I know I'm keeping you long, Abe, but uh, and if you need to go, you just let me know. Um, but the fact that lawyers are taking this up, I mean, their names and their professional reputations are on the line. If you were just blowing smoke in the wind, I don't believe lawyers would want to be attached to that, would they? No, and everybody knows that this is uh, this. So, and if, even if there weren't problems in Maricopa County, okay, just say that there weren't problems, we would, everybody would still be litigating this because this is the closest race in Arizona history. Of yeah. course, this is what you'd be fighting. I mean, there's always going to be problems. You know, the adjudicated ballots, Garrett, are a big deal. And adjudicated ballots are, say, those who overvoted in the race. So they circled, you know, Chris Mays and a writing candidate. You know, those votes should be tossed out. And there's also undervotes, right, where 25,000, you know, although I'm winning by a percentage more than Kerry, Kerry has 25,000 more raw votes than me. And how many of those voters actually did, you know, circle me and fill in the bubble, but it just wasn't strong enough or something like that? You know, there's also undervotes. So we're basically, we have to look at every single vote right now because, you know, 511 out of 2.5 million is a, is a statistical, it, it's such a fraction that anything could sway the election, like I said. So, again, if any of your listeners, you know, had anything suspicious or they, they want to file a complaint, they can go to the azag.gov slash complaints slash election. And um, you know, I, I think that all of this matters right now. Yeah, it does. It does. Real quick, when, when is the recount going to be over? When are you going to well, get word my, on that? My team has put us, we're, we're filing a, a motion. We, we are lost to on Friday request the recount to, to stop because, you know,
know, I don't want the recount to continue until we resolve these issues of which votes should be counted and exactly. which votes should not be counted. So we have, they're supposed to finish the recount by December 22nd. We've put in a, a motion to, to put a stop to the recount. And we'll see what a judge does with it. Man, there's just so much stuff happening. This is crazy. And what if this goes and continues? Are we not going to have an attorney general in this state until everything is decided? Well, that's a good question. So there's two scenarios and precedents that could happen. So in 1916, Garrett, there was a governor's race. And the Democrat originally won by 30 votes out of 55,000. Okay. Technically, my race is a closer margin, by the way, than that. 30 votes out of 55,000. Mine's 500 out of 2.5 million. But the Democrat originally won that race. And what's happened, and it was contested, they allowed that governor to the, the, the elect the, the Democrat to, to basically become de facto governor. So they were situated and they were seated. And then it was litigated. Then This is back in the day, by the way. And then one year later, in December, they then realized that the Republican actually won. So they, they overturned that election result. So, you know, that, that took a year. God help us. I don't think that's going to be our case. Uh, but uh, they, 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 they could have a de facto, basically, sit in there. However, the most recent example was in the 1990s, 1992, there was a governor's race there, and back in the 90s in Arizona, if you didn't capture more than 50%, there was a runoff. So what happened in that race, the, the, the governor candidates didn't capture 50%. There was a runoff, and the runoff didn't occur until February. So they allowed the sitting governor to, to stay in there until the runoff occurred. So in our case, you know, we would probably argue that one because it would make the most sense um, especially since, you know, Brnovich is in there. We'd rather have Brnovich in there than obviously, you know, yeah. my opponent, Chris Mays. And, you know, maybe he'll be in there for an extra month or so. But, we you know, we just don't know. A lot of this is uncharted territory. These things don't happen all the time. Recounts are very rare. And, uh, you know, this is the first recount, statewide recount since 2010. And back then it was a ballot proposition. So, you know, a lot of this is uncharted territory. And I think given that issues of Maricopa County, what we what they witnessed that you know I, I, there there's there's a lot of unknowns here and and we're fighting to make sure that we right this wrong. Abe, um, if there's anything else that comes up, please let me know, and we'd love to talk about it. Uh, and uh, man, this is this is crazy. All this could be prevented if we just had voting on election day and none of these mail in ballots and all this sketchiness. But. Hopefully one day we could get that done. Uh, Abe Hamaday. Abe, thank you for all the time and your hard work and your continuing to fight. And, uh, yeah, please let me know if uh, if anything happens and we'll get you back on to talk about it, okay? Absolutely. Thank you, Garrett. You got it. Take care. It's Abe Hamaday running for attorney general right here in Arizona. We will continue. Uh, Kara Lake's going to join me at 8.05 about her lawsuit. And then 9.05 this morning, State Representative David Cook, a Republican, uh, but he's complaining. He Saturday morning on Twitter puts out that... Um, um, that he basically is uh, the Republican Party is now a bunch of whiners. That's and we got to just get over it. And I'm like, really? And he, he's all about mail in ballots, apparently. So we'll get we'll talk to him as well. Uh, we'll continue. Don't go anywhere. Garrett Lewis with you right here on KNST. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.